It's time now for The Complete Story, a public news and information feature of BOT Radio Network to keep you informed about the most important issues of our day. Now, here's the BRN father and son team, Dick and Rich Bott, with today's Complete Story. You know, Rich, uh, the last few days, again, I have been thinking as I watched events around the world as well as here in America, uh, how it was... Oh, several years ago, um, during my lifetime, uh, it it wasn't this way. It didn't seem to me. It just didn't seem to me. And it reminded me of how we started the day in a school classroom when we would stand up by our desks and we would pledge allegiance to the flag. I don't think they do that anymore. Yeah, I remember we did that when I went to school. Is that right? Right. All right, listen to this, folks. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Yeah, and you see... We had the Constitution. Uh, we had everything. Uh, but as Americans, we had a pledge to the flag, and the flag is a symbol of what we should be looking up to. Not that we, not that we get it right all the time, but we have that symbol of what we should be standing for. You know what, Dad? That's why it's so easy for us to recite the pledge whenever we're in a public meeting and they start with the Pledge of Allegiance. We put our hand over our heart and we say the Pledge of Allegiance right along because we know it so well. We grew up with it. It was part of our daily expression. But kids going to school today, when they become adults, the pledge will be foreign to them. Now, you know, you just mentioned something. What we grew up with what we grew up, it was just part of our life. I wonder what kids are growing up with today. Oh, yeah. Something well, totally different. When they're in the first and second and third and fourth and sixth and eighth grade, uh, man, I haven't even gotten into high school yet. What are they growing up with? One quality that is lacking in our culture is the word gratitude. Mm. Gratitude, that's something a person learns when they're little. If they're not learning it when they're little, it's a lot harder to learn it when they're a teenager. Well, we were always taught to say please and thank you. Listen to this, folks. Dennis Prager has it downright. Okay, I'd like you to guess the most important quality in human life, the most important thing that you can be. Now, there are a lot of contenders for that title, but here is my nomination, Grateful. If I could wish that people had one quality more than any other, more than brilliance or attractiveness or, or anything, it would be gratitude. That's right, gratitude. Gratitude is the basis of the two most important things in life, happiness and goodness. You cannot be a good person if you are not grateful, and you cannot be a happy person if you are not grateful. Gratitude is the most important single thing a human being can have. Everything good flows from gratitude and everything bad flows from ingratitude. If you are not grateful, you walk around thinking you're a victim. And guess what? A sense of victimhood, either of you or your group, 
is the single biggest reason people commit evil. People think that they're victims and they can do whatever they want. They're morally not bound to the same rules that others are, and so they act out on their victimhood. Hey, I'm a victim. I can do whatever I want. In addition to evil, ingratitude is also the source of unhappiness. If you walk around ungrateful, you cannot be happy. Gratitude is the indispensable element to happiness. There's not a single happy person on earth, there has never been one, who is ungrateful. Meanwhile, on the other side, gratitude is both the source of goodness and happiness. If you walk around grateful, you will act as a good person should. Grateful people are happier, they are more good, they act kinder toward people, and they walk around with a sense of feeling, hey, am I fortunate? If you walk around thinking that you have good fortune, then you will not only be happier, you will be kinder. Therefore, there is no quality in life that is as important as gratitude. The problem, however, and it's a big one, is that in our society we undermine gratitude tremendously. We tell people all the time that they are entitled to things, and the more you are entitled, the more rights, quote unquote, that you have, or that you feel that you have, the less gratitude you will have, and the more angry you will be. I have this legitimately coming to me, now I'm angry that I didn't get it. The more that you feel that life, or the state, or that others owe you, the angrier you will get, the more bad you will do, the more you will lash out, the less happy you will be. We're actually developing bad people by making people feel entitled. It's a terrible price society will pay for all the entitlement that we have given over to people. And we have also developed a sense of victimhood. Oh, I am a victim because of my parents. I am a victim because my group has been maltreated historically. I'm a victim because of, well, you just fill in the blank. And the more people feel like they are victims, the more evil we will have in society. And of course, the more unhappiness we will have in society. By the way, you go to a prison, you will find prisoners, oh, they all think that they're victims. Overwhelmingly, no matter how much they've hurt people, they're victims too. And as I pointed out in another Prager University video, happy people make the world a lot more good than the unhappy do. So yes, if I had an Aladdin's land, if I could make one wish that all people would have one single quality, yes, it would be gratitude. That is the source of happiness, that is the source of goodness, and the more good people and the more happy people there are walking around, the better, obviously, our world will be. Next time you assess any social policy, or you think through any issue, ask this question first. Will this policy increase or decrease gratitude among people? Or will it increase or decrease a sense of entitlement among people and therefore ingratitude? And then you will know whether it is something that will bring more goodness and happiness to the world or less. Yeah. I'm Dennis Prager. <laughs> Our friend Dennis Prager. Isn't that something with words of wisdom? Gratitude. Gratitude. Yes. Is that being inculcated into the lives of our children, uh, starting out early on, and then working their way up right. through? Right. And as Christians, of course, we should be grateful that Jesus purchased our our salvation on the cross, paid the price for our sin. Uh, that's the ultimate gift that for which we should be grateful. Many, many years ago, well, about 50, I think a little over than 50 years ago, 
I was at a conference in Washington, D.C., and when I came down the elevator in the hotel I was staying at, into the lobby, and uh, to take a cab over to where the conference was, why, lo and behold, there was also Corey Ten Boom. I wonder how many people hearing this broadcast will remember Corey Ten Boom. And she had her helper, her her traveling companion, Ellen DeCrone, with her. And that's how we met. We shared a cab over to that uh, conference. And then I saw her several other times and in the years ahead. But wasn't her story fantastic? Right, yes. And some of the people in the listening audience uh, won't know her name, and they don't know her story. But she in the World War II, and her family, and she as a young girl in her family, were hiding Jews. Not that she had a young girl, but she was a young girl. Right. As a young girl, was hiding Jews in their home, and the Nazis arrested all of them, sent them to the concentration camp. Corrie ten Boom survived the concentration camp. Many of her family did not. But, but her authority to speak on this subject is... Profound. I remember one of the things that Corey said in her lectures and what she said. Her older sister, Betsy, was also in the concentration camp. By the way, her mother and father were killed, and Betsy was also. Right. But Corey survived. But she said when she is a little girl, everything was down, everything was terrible, as you can imagine. And Betsy would say, Corey, it's all right, because the best is yet to come. I never forgot that. When the worst is here, the best is yet to come. That's it. That's and exactly Billy Graham uh, Association made a film about her life called The Hiding Place. That's right. you got a pretty good memory, Rich. <laughs> well, I think a lot of our listeners maybe will remember that movie, The Hiding Place. If you haven't seen it, you'll want to watch it. Well, anyway, Corey Ten Boom then became a lecturer and a speaker for the Lord. Mm-hmm. Boy, was she a Christian all over the United States, and then at one of her meetings, lo and behold, there in the audience, she saw one of the German guards that was so especially mean and everything. Now, let me tell you, folks, we've just heard Dennis Prager talking about uh, gratitude. Now, what's the next thing is forgiveness. If children are not taught how to forgive each other and other things, that forgiveness, a lack of forgiveness, hangs on their life all the way through life. It becomes bitterness. Forgiveness is the other thing children must be taught. Listen to what Corey Ten Boom said. Source of our strength is Jesus Christ himself. And his cross shows us that we can accept suffering as a part of God's plan for this world. When I was in a concentration camp, one of the most terrible things I had to go through was that they stripped us of all our clothing. And we had to stand... The first time was the worst. I said, Betsy, I cannot bear this. And suddenly it was as if I saw 
Jesus at the cross. And the Bible tells, they took his garments, he hanged there naked. And I knew he hanged there for me, for my sins. And by my suffering, I understood a fraction of the suffering of Jesus Christ. And it made me so thankful that I could bear my suffering. Love, so amazing, so divine, demands my life, my soul, my all. Some people are afraid to look at the cross. Are you? Don't be afraid. The cross is terrible. It is terrible how Jesus suffered. Not to describe. But you must not be afraid to look at it. For if you had been the only person in the world, Jesus should have suffered for your sins. At the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light, and the burden of my sins rolled away, it was there by faith I received my sight, and now I have guidance every day. It was some time ago that I was in Berlin, and there came a man to me and said, Ah, Mr. Bohm, I am glad to see you. Don't you know me? Suddenly I saw that man that was one of the most cruel officers, guards, in the concentra in concentration camp. And that man said, I have, I'm now a Christian, I have found the Lord Jesus. I read my Bible and I know that there is forgiveness for all the sins of the whole world, also for my sins. I have forgiveness for the cruelties I have done. But then I have asked God grace for an opportunity that I could ask one of my very victims forgiveness and Fräulein Tambom wants him here forgiven will you forgive me and I could not I remembered the suffering of my dying sister through him but when I saw when I experienced that I could not forgive, suddenly I knew I myself have no forgiveness. Do you know that Jesus has said that? When you do not forgive those who have sinned against you, my heavenly Father will not forgive you your sins. I, I knew, oh, I'm not ready for Jesus coming because I have no forgiveness for my sins. But I was not able, I could not, I could only hate him. And then I took one of these beautiful texts, one of these boundless resources, Romans 5.5. 5, the love of God is shed abroad into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who is given to us. And I said, thank you Jesus, that you have brought into my heart God's love through the Holy Spirit who is given to me. And thank you, Father, that your love is stronger than my hatred and unforgiveness. That same moment, 
I was free. And I could say, brother, give me your hand. And I shook hands with him. And it was as if I felt God's love stream through my arms. You never touch so the ocean of God's love as that you forgive your enemies. Can you forgive? No. I can't either. But he can. Love to tell you what I think of Jesus Since I found in him a friend so strong and true I would tell you how he changed my life completely He did something that no other friend could do No one ever cared for me like Jesus. There's no other friend so kind as he. No one else could take the sin and darkness from me. Oh, how much he cared Jesus found me All my heart was full of misery and woe Jesus placed his strong and loving arms around me And he led me in the way I ought to go No one ever cared for me Jesus, there's no other friend so strong as he. No one else could take the sin and darkness from me. Oh, how much he cared for me. Rich, I, I just enjoyed that so much. Corey Ten Boom and then Whitley Phipps. Yeah, what, a, what a testimony. What a testimony. Um, Whitley Phipps, and we don't, we don't hear, I don't think he's put something out, but we've got him in our archives. We sure do. Remember what his a record, powerful voice. Remember his recording of Amazing Grace. Yes. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. Well, I really enjoyed this. Uh, one thing I think, Rich, I know I feel it. I think everybody does. Nobody's perfect. Nobody can do it just right. But even at my age and th thinking back, I know, I feel very strongly that God prepared me to be in Christian radio, Christian media, to use electronic resources or whatever to uh, spread the word of God and to lay it out plain and clear so people could, could be exposed to it. 
Let me ask you a question. Do you remember that quote we heard? Somebody told us about D.L. Moody when after the evangelistic campaign that night, someone came up to him and said, were there any saved today? And he said, yes. And one and a half people, one and a half people were saved. And the person thought he meant a child and an adult. And he said, no, an adult and a child. And he said, because the adult had already lived his life half And he only had half of his life to give, whereas the child had his whole life ahead of him. So when he said one and a half, he meant the child was the one, the whole life ahead of him. Whole life ahead. But, you know, even those that became a Christian as a youngster, even those that became a Christian as a very young person, and then you get old and you look back, all of the things, uh, did you handle them right? Did you do things right? If you had it to do over again, would you take the other course instead of that course in dealing with people? And um, I would like our listening audience, the Bot Radio Network family, to listen to this song and think about it. If I could live my life over, oh, what a change there would be. I'd ask Jesus to take me and make me one of his own. And there'd be no more darkness, no more sin in my life. For he'd be there with me, always shining so bright. If I could only live my life over again, I'd live it for Jesus and let him be my friend. I'd be ready to meet him when I come to the end. So when he knocks, let Jesus As you go through this old world, please take Jesus with you. And when you face all your troubles, He will see you through. And when you are tempted to stray into sin, If you'll knock, then Jesus will welcome you in. Oh, if I could only live my life over again, I'd live it for Jesus and let him be my friend. I'd be ready to meet him when I come to the end. So when he knocks, please welcome him in. So when he knocks, let Jesus come in. You know, I'd like to hear, I'd like to hear from our listeners. 
I'd like to hear from some of the family, wouldn't you? Absolutely. All right, here's a lady. I want to thank you for what you've done personally for me, Mr. Bob and Rich. You're heroes in our world. We thank you. Keep on keeping on. Well, God bless you, lady. All right. Yes, these, I should say so. These listeners have called the listener comment line. That's 1-800-345-2621. We'd love to hear from you, too. 1-800-345-2621. Here's a gentleman. In my career as a local trucker, I was really disappointed to move ahead in the company. I'd have to work overnight because I thought I was going to miss out on inside for a living and in touch and also focus on the family. And I thought, man, I'm just, I was really disappointed. And then my wife said, you know, they have bought on all night long. So I looked it up and sure enough, now I'm, I took that job and my family's making more money now. And we can listen to those the ministers that really speak to my heart. I'm so happy you guys are 24 hours and it, it blesses me. Thank you. Oh, man. Oh, that's wonderful. Rich and I are sitting in the studio here, and we're just enjoying this we, so we very much. We hear from so many truckers. It's just a wonderful thing that we have that ministry while you're driving out on the highway all by yourself. Here's a lady. I like to say that the reason I enjoy Bach Radio so much is because one night I couldn't sleep, and I got up and turned the radio on. And as I was switching through the radio, I found Bach Radio. I just enjoy a lot of the teaching and the understanding that I get from the teaching. And I just want to say I'm thankful and grateful. And I ask God to continue to bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Here's a gentleman. Here's a gentleman. Yeah, my name is Steve. I live in Omaha, Nebraska. I'm a truck driver for a local company here, and I've been listening to Bot Radio Network for the last two years. I'm recently out of prison, and the Bot Radio Network, has just been such a blessing for me. Just has empowered me, strengthened me, gone through the different challenges of getting back to real life and the issues outside of the walls of prison. I love Jesus. He's awesome. Oh, thank you. You know what, uh, sir? That testimony means so much to us. So very much to us. God bless you. Here's a lady. Thank you so much for being there. And I just Pray that God keeps you on the air. Put a hedge of protection about all of you. Thank you so much. Amen. Amen. Thank you. What's Thank that, you, dear listener. What's that phone number? You know, again? Dad, we want Bot Radio Network to be on the air until Jesus comes in the air. Our listener comment line is 1 800 345 2621. 1 800 345 2621. And this is Dick Bot with this chapter of The Complete Story when my son Rich, and I'll see you later. <laughs> 